It is the Sick Podcast Anvil Show coming back to you. Yes, Chris Ballard spoke today, and JT was the topic of the entire discussion. But oh yeah, by the way, we also had cuts down to fifty three, and man, were they wild! But before all that, Sammy, go ahead and play us in, please. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast, Sick Podcast. and Bill Show. The sickest Indianapolis Colts podcast. It's gonna be sick. Yes, sir. It's gonna be sick. Sammy, go ahead and bring the boys in. What to do, y'all? What's happening? I got Mad Max over there in the middle. Hey, Mad Max. You all right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fucking great. First off, I think I'm I think supposed like to be in the middle. Sammy, can you put me in the middle? It just don't do it. Sammy. <laughs> Sammy, you don't have to listen to him. Thank you, Sammy. Um, so tonight, just bear with us. We got a lot going on. Some goober decided to have a fantasy football draft while we're live. I won't say no names. Oh, sorry, dog. <laughs> got in my left. I think it might be the obese Lex <laughs> Luthor over here. But it's okay. That's neither here nor there. Um, no, in all actuality, let's get for real. Um, to start the show, Sammy, I would like you to start the Chris Ballard presser because we're just going to jump right into JT and what he had to say about it. Thank y'all. Um, this week, as I mean, it's always hard, it's never easy. Um, anytime you've, and we talk about this every year, but like anytime you cut the team down to, 53, then eventually your practice squad. I mean, you're getting rid of some guys that, you know, you've developed relationships with who've been a part of your team, and it's, it's never easy. I don't, I, don't, I don't care what anybody says. Like, you, you never get to a point where you're just callous and don't think about the other individual. These are human beings. Uh, this is their dream. This is what they want to do for life in their lives. And you're telling them right now, hey, you're not making it. So it's tough. Um, I'm pleased, you know, where we're at. Um, we've got work to do unequivocally. We're not a, by any means a finished product right now. But we've got, we've got a lot of work to do. Um, we're young. We're young in some certain spots, which I think you all know. Um, but it'll be fun to watch these guys grow and play together and, and grow as a team. All right, so now let's let's address the elephant, um, Jonathan, because I want to I want to I want to talk, and I want y'all to you know hear it because I know you're going to have questions. Just so y'all know, and I want everybody to know, Jonathan is a well-respected and a and a really good human being and a damn good football player. I think we all know this. All right. Um, Things like this happen. I tell every rookie that comes in, there's going to be a point when we disagree. And it's usually about money. And it's going to be hard. And just know that doesn't change my care level for you. I care deeply for Jonathan Taylor. I have great respect for Jonathan Taylor. Um, our relationship, I would tell you, is, look, 
even when it gets hard, I, I, won't, I won't quit on the relationship, won't do it. I think too much of the young man. I think too much of what he's given our organization and how hard he's played for us. And what sucks, I mean, the situation I'm not going to sit here and give you some rosy picture like, oh, this is just, everything's okay. No, it sucks. It sucks for the Colts. It sucks for Jonathan Taylor. And it sucks for our fans. It, it, it just, it does. And it's, it's where we're at, and we've got to work through it. And we're going to do everything we can to work through it. Relationships are repairable. They're repairable. Like, I don't, I don't, when guys get emotional um, and take a stance, I, you got to have some, you, you know, you got to be able to work through those. I mean, have you ever in your life had a good friend, a spouse, family member that you've had a disagreement with, and then you draw a line in the sand and say, this person's out of my life? Well, no. I mean, like, how do you do that? No, you work through it. you good there, hopefully Sammy. hopefully you come out the other side better. Okay. And, and, and some things that I really want to highlight so we can, like, really target how we're going to direct traffic tonight is for everyone that had a position on the relationship is definitely ugly be, be, between both sides, but they thought that it was almost completely you know, lights out, it's over, it's not going to happen. I think he addressed that. I don't think that's the case at all. Now, I'm one, I don't want to say I'm right, because who knows if I'm right or if I'm wrong. But what I said a few weeks ago, and I think, you know, this whole panel was kind of in agreement, they almost let him test the waters, in my opinion, just to see, like, hey, this is not going to be a smooth transaction because we're not giving you up for free. Chris will go on to say that later in the interview. And then on top of that, I think he was also telling you, like, you need to also understand that the value that you may have marketed yourself at, it's not there. And that may hurt as a player. But in, in truth be told, like, people have to invest and want to invest in that position. And it's been clear across the entire board, no matter who you are and what you've done, that's just not going to happen. So the repairability of this whole relationship now comes back to, we have never wanted to leave or we've never wanted you to leave. And I understand that you were upset, which I'm going to get into how that all came to like a light bulb moment for me. But I think that Chris Ballard, without giving too many details, addressed the entirety of this. So there should not be any more speculation. So now, boys, I open the floor to you. How do you feel about everything that's been reported in every different circle versus what you've actually heard with your own ears and how Chris Ballard is looking into this thing? I'll start with you, Pat. I agree with everything you just said. And if you go back and you watch that, you can you can really see the passion in his voice, his facial expressions, where he was talking about you can repair a relationship. We value Jonathan. We're not just gonna let him walk out the walk out the door. Those two statements right there tells me they don't want to move on from Jonathan. It was nothing on the organization side to kickstart all this. You know, so he said he was going to rehab his tail off, get back on the field, and we'll go from there. 
And that's what he's been saying this whole time. That's what he said when he said there hasn't even been uh, negotiations even started yet. Mm-hmm. You know, why JT and his camp wanted to uh, jump the gun on this, I don't know. I but think I, I, I really and truly hope that he can fix this relationship because JT is loved in this city and by true. this fan base, you know, uh, for several reasons, though. You know, it's not just because he's a star player, but he's a star human being, too. You know, we want that caliber of personality on our team. We want that C on that man's chest that upholds morals, that upholds values. You know, and he shows it on the field and off the field. That's fair. You know, and I've said it before that I've reiterated that Chris said that he builds from the draft and he takes care of his people. He's shown that he does. The only one that I can't think of um, that he didn't take care of was Bobby Okariki. And according to him, he was just, he was asking way too much for that position for what he produced. So he let him walk. There was, there was no bad blood between them. Nobody said anything negative about it. They just couldn't get together on their numbers. So they let him walk. He was going to pay him, but Chris pays what he thinks that that person in that position is valued at. Bottom line, he doesn't go over it. We've said it before on this show. He yeah. said it. He said it on this show before. Yes, sir. Okay. So I don't know. I, I just, I hate all the drama with our team. I always have, I always will. Uh, I'm ready for it all to be over with. Um, so we can get on to chasing that championship. It's interesting too how how it's like miraculously become us here lately. Ain't I it mean, though? Yes, yeah, it's, it's strange. Like we've never, you know, I don't say never, but for the most part, our team has not been in the limelight in a negative light during my time of rooting for them. Now, every now and then you got there's a one off, right? Like, I mean, I remember what it was like when Edger and James left. I remember what it was like losing Marshall Falk. And of course, Losing Peyton when we didn't resign him, and then losing um, what's his name, Andrew Luck, of course, to retirement. So yeah, we've had our our ugly days, but just always in the light. Ah man, like, and so like I said, this this one's gotten ugly. But country, I'm gonna kick this to you because this is what something that was very interesting for all the noise we've heard since last week about what the trade potential looked like and who these teams were. Well, the truth in the matter was it was always the dolphins. And then later it snuck in there that it was green Bay. They were like the unknown team, the mystery team, but this is what's very interesting. And I want you to tackle this. (laughs) It's like the dolphins GM, Chris Greer said that they never exchanged offers for Jonathan Taylor. They only had exploratory talks. And then it was also reported that there was never an offer higher than a second round pick for Jonathan Taylor. So kind of going into what I was saying earlier that Jonathan had to kind of find out the hard way. And then I don't know what all these quote unquote experts knew that nobody else knew, but it's like, where did y'all get that information that all of these like almost deals was happening? So now that you know, kind of like the story, how do you feel about that? And I know how passionate you were about you didn't think JT was going to get this, that, and the other, but what does this tell you now going forward that no team really put it out there like that? 
I think it was really just all about mainly clickbait for a lot of these organizations, you know, on the internet. I mean, it was just speculation, speculation after speculation. Yet just today we found the truth out, like you said, Claude, about um, the Dolphins not even really negotiating legitimately. It was just basically hearsay between the two. Um, it was just, you know, a little back and forth, shoot, you know, shooting the gander, if you will. Um, but what, what that says to me is, you know, the Colts knew that they weren't going to get what they were asking. I think they knew that from the get go. Um, even though the Packers were that dark horse that was coming out to, um, secure or like, you know, secure talks about Jonathan Taylor and all that stuff. But I still think, you know, even the Packers, we just still don't know what the deal with the Packers was, what they offered. You know, we probably never will. Ballard was real clear that he wasn't going to go into, you know, um, oh, what do you call it? Um, the trade offers? Yes. Oh, yeah, he uh, wouldn't go into details about them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he said he wasn't going to go into details, but no trade offers, no contract talk, stuff like that. Um, but what, But what this tells me is – that the Colts, obviously, like Chris Ballard kept saying, we didn't want to get rid of JT at all. It's I don't know if it was like a lesson learned type thing now after listening to Chris, but you know I think he was just wanting to be like, okay, look, if you know we're the the better that relationship or to keep it really stable, go out there and look, see what you can find. And from my sources, from what I've read and from what I've gathered and what people have told me. It was really his agent that really wanted him to go to Miami and pushed him to go to Miami. Um, I don't know if that's true, but um, that's just what I've gathered over, you know, my little sights and ears and stuff like that. So, I mean, I know I was hardcore about, you know, JT being here or not being here. Um, You know, but deep down, I really do want him here. Like Pat said, it's, Mm -hmm. he's a good, he's a good source for this community. He's loved. He's cared for, and Ballard was right. You know, he's he takes care of the ones that you know he's drafted and everything else. So, um, just everything, just everything that's been going on, everything that's been said. I just really think it's been, um, just letting him do his thing respectfully, not teaching him a lesson, not you know just showing off or whatever. Because everyone thought you know all the culture being you know, lack of a better word, an asshole. Yeah. to Jonathan Taylor and Ballard showed that it really wasn't. It was just some test walk, you know, some testing going on. So bottom line is they want him here. A lot of the fans obviously want him here and they're going to do what they can to get it done. If not, then they can't. Yeah. I think some keys to take from this is number one, he addressed the fact that their, their relationship is going to be, it, uh, well, their relationship is repairable and two things, the two things can be separated the player and the person and the business side. Then he also, I think he tackled the fact that, you know, they're not buying into like, is he holding in and the injury faking? Like they're not taking any shots at his character. And then he also talked about, you know what I mean? Like he's not quitting on this at all. So someone asked the easy thing would be just to let him go, you know, and, and get it out of your hair. But he was like, he's too valuable. We're just not going to let him walk out the door for nothing. So, so here's what I had like my light bulb moment. And I was like, no, that can't be what really happened and what I'm thinking. But what I'm going what I'm getting at is he, he was asked the question like three or four different times about, 
why didn't we just pay him if we value him? Like everybody wants this like magic answer. And you kind of have to connect the dots. Here's connecting the dots. Our team was four and 12 last year, four, 12 and one or whatever the hell it was. But the moral of the story is, is basically this. If you did not walk into, or if you did not end the season last year with a contract that was needed to bring you back to the team, he wasn't paying anybody. Like, I don't give a damn who you are. He wasn't going to pay anybody right now. I think this is a no kidding. Like, last year was an absolute joke. It was a terrible, terrible outing for this organization. And right now, everyone's value to this team with the brand new system could be questionable. This is what I'm picking up. Now, unfortunately, our best player, right, Jonathan Taylor, is the player that we're talking about who wants the contract. And so that's why I think you go back to Jim Ursay's first real comments, timing, timing, timing. And where that's coming from now that I've put it all together, and this is just Clyde speaking, so, you know, I'm, I could be completely in left field, but it was like literally he kept focusing on new coaches, new system, He really has to see if he has built this team with the mind of primarily Frank Wright. Does that translate to now Shane Steichen? Mm. Now, everybody might be like, oh, well, I mean, come on, it's Jonathan Taylor. He can play anywhere. And that may be absolutely true. But the moral of the story is you can play anywhere, but are you going to put forth a better product on this season? than we did last year and that's everybody now we're not gonna knock him for the injury i mean he had the injury he missed seven whole games but to come back off of that and then be like yeah you are my best player let me just throw you a big big chunk of money and for all intents and purposes you didn't deserve this because a your contract's not up and b like you didn't give me much last year but i'm gonna do it anyway because you're my best player that ain't chris ballard and i think that came to a head in this real quick I've never seen him as frustrated <laughs> in a in a presser than this one right here. Oh, okay, I mean, he was so frustrated, he was lost for words, bro. Yeah, like, you never see him, you never see him go into a presser like that. Yeah, I was like, it is not that he's not prepared, but he's like, how do I answer these questions appropriately without <laughs> honestly without without becoming something that he's that he's not? Like he didn't want to yeah, become yeah. like. You know, like okay, he's clearly frustrated. He's irritable. He's just flapping at the at the gums. He didn't want to be that dude, and you could see that in his face. But at the same token, you could tell that he was annoyed, and so mm-hmm. that's when it came to a head for me. I was like, no, I I get what's going on right now. Literally, yeah. this has nothing. And, and so what I'm trying to say, this literally has nothing, and I mean nothing in my opinion to do with the name Jonathan Taylor. It could have been Shaq Leonard. It could have been Quentin Richardson. It could have been any one of our other All Pros who could have came to this situation right now, like, hey, pay me. Knowing that they're not really up for a contract, but hey, pay me. And the answer would have been the same. And I think Mm -hmm. that this is, when you want to say somebody's sticking to their philosophy, sticking to their guns, this is that. Because the simple thing could be like, all right, thump thump the checkbooks, let's get her done. But then you fall back into saying, well, all of this was for not. It's really like, are you bought in? then show me. And if, and if you're bought in and you show me, then you'll definitely get what you're worth. Period. Like no questions asked there. And that's really what I'm picking up from this thoughts on that boys. It's definitely an old school mentality that he's showing. Prove to me that you are, you proved me your worth 
and I will give you your worth, if not more. I mean, it's just, like you said, he's sticking to his guns. He's true to who he is. If Ballard does not get no credit for a GM, you can't discredit him for being such a good man and a human being, for sticking to his morals, sticking to his guns as who he is. It's it's plain and simple. It's black and white. He is who he is. He's got a mindset. He's got a goal for this organization, as he does every year for this organization, to make it better. His biggest key is patience. Even though he didn't say that, that's what I gathered from this. We got to continue to be patient. We got to continue to work things out. We got to continue to keep these relationships intact. And and like Pat said, too, he's so passionate. He loves it here. We've talked to him. We can tell he's passionate about Indianapolis. We can tell he's passionate about these players and their well-being and their families and et cetera, et cetera. He's so passionate. And when something like this happens, he even said it too. I haven't, I haven't encountered this type of situation in my career. Neither has this organization really to this caliber. So right. it's new, and that's and that's what makes it even more frustrating. And that's what everybody needs to understand. We've never dealt with something this dramatic before. Yeah, we had the Shaquille thing, we had the Kenny thing, we had the Andrew Luck thing, James Falk. This <laughs> goes on, but well, you but start saying it. <laughs> yeah, but. Nothing to this caliber, though. Nothing this dramatic. I mean, I know it was different eras, and I know it was different times, but it was nothing this dramatic. I don't know, man. Andrew Luck thing was kind of wild, especially with the calf that started in like January, February, and then it ended it with him retiring in August. That was it. wasn't this dramatic, but it was weird. I was talking, about as, as like, I was talking yeah. about as far as like negotiations and contracts. Oh so yeah, 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 okay, yeah. The, the the Andrew Luck thing, yeah, that that was. Well, that was a shot harder line in the world, but but yeah, what I was saying was like contract talks. Like we never had that type of drama in this organization before, ever. Oh, that's fair. That's a thousand percent fair. And I mean, I, and I think you got to, you know, before I kick it back over to you, Pat, to kind of close out this thing. I think the one thing that that you really have to understand when it comes to you know just what's going on is not that we're trying to prove a point, but it's but it's literally like. There's a lot to be there's a lot of unknown with this team. And and this is the thing too. Like and I think and that's funny because you're as I think about it I'm like we're not going to say blame but but who would be, you know, to call, you know, to the front of the room so to speak to answer the questions about that team. It's the man that was talking today. So literally I think that Absolutely. in a lot of ways like Absolutely. this is a way to like kind of like humble himself. You know, and JT mm-hmm. plays into that because, damn, JT just happens to be probably probably his best draft pick maybe ever or, or it's right up there. It's probably 1A, 1B. But it's like I'm not trying to prove a point with this kid, but I really need to make sure that all I've put into this isn't as, you know, easily um, transferable to the next coach as it was built for Frank Wright because that was built for Frank Wright. All of this was built for Frank Wright. And I don't, and again, I'm not saying that JT can't play anywhere and he can't play into this system, but it's just like, I need to see if this whole team is even bought into this. Them boys got, they got a lot to show him. And unfortunately, but fortunately, if you already have a paycheck and you're secure through an X amount of time, why are we talking? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And that's where JT falls. Literally. You have a paycheck and you're, you've already been secured through a, a certain date. Why are we talking? 
go out there and play. And I'm and I'm usually the last one to be like, oh, just shut up and play. But right now, I'm getting it. Yeah, go play. And then let's circle the wagons after this. And then more than and like he said, and the and the key in this that people probably won't pick up. He was like, look, uh. Yeah, I'm not afraid to play the player when he's worth it in a lot of words. I'm I'm very much paraphrasing, but anybody who got doubt about X amount of dollars is too much. He's like, look, we've paid the players the deserving rate several times. Quentin mm-hmm. Nelson, Darius Leonard at the time, now Shaquille Leonard. So I think he took that off the table pretty early. Like, don't don't make this about money. So right now it's about philosophy, maybe even principle. Nobody deserved. <laughs> Nobody, and that, and this sounds shitty, but the way we played as an organization, as a whole, nobody should be talking to me about money right now, especially if you already got a secure contract. Pat, you got it. We have to close out Chris Ballard. I like the the level of professionalism that he's shown through the whole thing. You know, and, and Clyde, you mentioned it. Acosta, you mentioned it too. Say he does say, all right, don't want the drama. You're my best player, my best draft choice i've ever grabbed all right here's your bag and then he stays out all year long because of that ankle or something else well he's gonna look like a damn fool for paying him right away Mm -hmm. you know he still has to keep this team's goals in mind at all times and and build the best roster that he possibly can with the cap that he has. You know, there is no room for for error. Now, can can you make an error on the draft? Yeah, because you know, Chris gets freaking 37 drafts every year because he oh, manipulates me. You know, he you know, so he he can afford to be wrong and and the lower rounds of the draft. But a lot of times he's not wrong. Yeah, I mean, he's picking up great players. Uh, but if he's wrong on paying somebody the bag, like JT wants, I doubt if he gets another job. Pat, I'm not no, I'm not sure if you're cool enough to say bag. So for that, I'm going to Omaha your ass. <laughs> you were just looking for a reason. Dirty son of a... I'm just kidding, man. I'm just Go ahead kidding. and give it to me. Get it out of the way. Because you saying bag is kind of cringy. <laughs> <laughs> You're like dancing. You dance between baby boomer and like millennial and weird. <laughs> Actually, it's more like baby boomer and Gen X. I don't know. It's crazy, but I know we're close back. to baby boomer. Stop saying bag. Baby, baby boomer X all day, baby. You're making me uncomfortable. <laughs> Anyway, continue. I'm sorry, but he kept saying, giving him the bag. I'm like, well, you know, 17 year old. I don't like sending him all that money. You you know, everybody knows what I'm talking about. And I'm just saying (laughs) it because that's how friggin' Twitter's been talking. Pay the man his bag. Whatever that was, a bag of shrimp, a bag of tostitos. What the hell? That's exactly why you can't say bag. I know. I'll I'll, I'll stop saying it, you ass bag. (laughs) Yeah, that definitely came from my generation. I mean, I mean, it's better than it's better than sack. (laughs) You know what? This is where this is where everybody got to chill out and take a knee. All right, Pat, finish your statements about Chris before we move on. I was done. I was done. 
<laughs> okay, excellent. <laughs> Okay, so something else was going on <laughs> behind scenes. Um, yeah, this and this is oh man, this is strange, bro. This is strange. Everybody was worrying about the 53 man roster and what it would look like, and this is why. This is why we had this conversation a couple weeks back, and I was like, us included, yeah, yeah, this is what I'm saying because we had this conversation. I was like, it's too much talent, a bad thing. Now, I know Pat, you know, he's gonna go with. The philosophy competition, competition, competition. And I get that. And I get that. But sometimes, like I've said before, you need some dudes on there that's probably going to go back to, you know, T-Mobile and work at a kiosk. (laughs) Because, like he said, it's hard. You got to make tough decisions. We cut Darius Rush, and that's probably the one that, like, got my eyes, like, bugged out. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Like, we drafted this guy high. Fifth rounder, I'm gonna say high, high, but fifth rounder, knowing he had talent, knowing he had length, you know, athleticism, had a crazy RAS score. And before the dude could even like probably even settle, like, man, I got cut. Casey was like, but no, you didn't <laughs> come see me. We we got a spot for you. And I'm just really, I'm really shocked by that. But then Chris, he targeted this too in his presser. He was like, Hey, look, somebody asked, Hey, you know, Darius Rush, surprise cut, and he was like. Well, what happened? He was like Jalen Jones, and we've already Jaylen talked Jones. about. We've Jaylen already talked Jones. about Jalen Jones, and Jalen Jones has been great. You know what I mean? So yes, we will remember Darius Rush with his pick six and his other plays that he made during the preseason. But yeah, that was a surprise cut, and then another surprise cut. I mean, what was going on with the receivers, right? So before we get to the weird cut, we'll talk about Isaiah in a minute, and I'm not even talking about that. But it's like Mike didn't make the the 53 man, right? Um, we, yeah, we cut all the other guys, Perryman, we cut Winfrey, we cut Amari Rogers, and everybody's like, wait a minute, we coming into this thing DJ with Montgomery. four receivers? Yeah, yep. DJ Montgomery. So basically we walked in with four receivers, you know, the, the three that we know, Pittman, Downs, Pierce, and then we had McKenzie. But then McKenzie got cut <laughs> or waived today <laughs> briefly. But that's a masterful play, and we'll talk about that here in a second. That was a masterful play um, by Chris Ballard. Um, I, I don't know how accurate this was that I read, but somebody had posted um, that it's only rookies that get cut that can be can be picked up on the waiver wire. Vets do not have to agree to that pickup. So yeah, McKenzie, something like that. Yeah, so something like that. It, and it made sense because when – you know, at the time, McKenzie had already come back, signed, you know, they got him back, and it made a lot of sense. So it was probably a planned thing. You know, hey, you know, we're not going to sign you just yet because this is what I'm doing. But once this is done, you're coming right back. No, are yeah. You, and that, are you and that's okay what it was. And, and he says, okay, sure, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah, because that's what hey, man, I went and searched. You know, I was looking at some guys that had some philosophy in it because immediately everybody was like, what the hell happened? And then um, this guy from Colts Report, he came right back and he was like, you know, come to think about it, based off of, and this is before it even happened, but he's like, based off the injury that happened to, um, oh man, now now it's my mind. Yeah, Jelani. uh, Yeah, he tore his hamstring. And so we kept all those tight ends to include him because we could not afford to cut him pre-roster. So now we could IR him and then gain that spot back. 
So that's why he was saying during the presser, he was like, oh, you know, we're we're working on it. We're just doing some, I think he called roster. He's roster like, mechanics. Roster mechanics. There you go. Thank you for that. And so immediately I was like, yep, this dude is probably right. And then that's exactly what it was. So, again, there's stuff about football that you think you know until you don't know, and then you do know. <laughs> so I learned something new today. Um, but let's just talk and about the, you know. the roster as a whole. All right. And, and I'm sorry. I'm slipping because um, I don't have the roster pulled up. Does anybody have the roster pulled up? Let's go down. Let's, we're just going to run it easily pulled up. Yeah, yeah I don't have it. Yeah, I got it. Of course you don't, Pat. When do you ever have anything I need you to have? I got every, it every day, sir. Why don't you have what you need you to have? Because I thought not I had a grown it. ass man. You gonna rely on another man to get you can what you need? Can we move on? What is negative wrong? Nancy? Bro. This this is why you know what? Never mind. It is. Yeah. It is why you love me. I got. I got All it. Right. There it is. I got it too now. All right, quarterback group. Pretty straightforward, right? The yeah, three of us obviously here the whole time. Yeah, exactly. And for the longest, we talked about this before. For the longest, the Colts would always kind of carry two. But I think that for whatever reason, we're not going to cut little Sammy off. <laughs> Sammy's talented, man. Little Sammy's like that shrimp that's at the bottom of your net. You know, like, oh, look at that little guy. <laughs> keep him too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, keep, keep little Sammy the shrimp. It's cool. Yeah, we caught a bunch of catfish in a little sand. You, you just call him a shrimp. <laughs> not, not in a negative way, but it's just like you want to cut the guy, and then he's like, ah, man, he's he's okay. Keep him, you know? So, yeah, Sammy the shrimp. If Sam ever comes on here, Sammy, that is not disrespect. <laughs> okay? Please know that that's not disrespect. Man, who took Jonathan Taylor? Because I was going to do that. What an asshole league I'm in. And it's drafting and doing a live show. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. All right, let's get to the backs. All right, so one, two, three, the way they have it listed, Zach Moss, Evan Hull, Deion Jackson. Do y'all think that that's one, two, three? I don't think it should be. Until JT suits back up. Well, you notice I didn't say his name, but I'm saying do you think that's one, two, three? Focus no. on no. Right now, starting day one or week one, no, because yes. Moss is still out. I don't see him being back. Uh, and, and, and Here's the way I see it. One. Here's the way I see it. You have, in order, you have Jackson, Hull, Moss. Jackson, for right Hull, now. Moss. For, for now. Jackson is your most formidable, or formidable, familiar player right now mm-hmm. in this offense, in this offensive backfield. Even though it's under a new regime, you have a familiar back. Let him take the lead snaps for now. Let him take first team rep. Hull can come in. You know, we've seen what he can do. You know, he shined that last game, looked good. Um, so that's – I think that's the order for now. When Moss comes back, I think it actually should be Moss, Jackson, Hull. Unless unless proven differently until Moss comes back. I I am – I'm a wild here, here, man. I, I want to see Hull. I have not been a fan of Deion Jackson, bro. And I get it. Don't get me wrong. Zach Moss That's ran crazy. hard for us. He ran hard for us last season. But Zach Moss got traded for a reason out of Buffalo. He ain't that dude, bro. I, I like him in short, short, that short distances. He's a power bro. back. Yeah, He's a power back. But it's speed and elusiveness. No, they don't have that. I want to see the kid. You want you want to if we're okay with going with Anthony Richardson, then we should be okay with going with Evan Hall. Like I mean, I'm cool with that. Because the screen game, the short passing game, 
you know, the read option, all that's more formidable with a kid like that. Just my thoughts. So my one, two, three would be whole Moss Jackson. I'm I'm just not a Deion Jackson fan, bro. I'm just not. There's no knock on him. That's just like I see 35 back there, and I'm like, uh. <laughs> like I was never a big a die fan. No, I get it. Yeah, facts. Yeah, so, so I understand. Yep. Okay, let's go to the receiving group. <laughs> the short, the shortest <laughs> ones on the shortest ones. Two. Yeah, the the two receivers we got. So Pittman, Pierce, Josh Downs, McKenzie, active roster guys. Um, and I mean we shallow here. You know, a lot of teams come in the door with six. You know, I mean we got four. But what Chris also stated is don't think of positions almost in the sense of traditional. That's what I was mm-hmm. picking up. So in basketball, they have a lot of position is pos- positional position. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Omaha! Positionless. There we go. Wooden leather, wooden leather, wooden leather. Yeah, wooden leather. Yellow rubber, baby. What? What? A bullshit? <laughs> uh, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, so oh, in basketball, God. they have a lot of positionless players, positionless basketball, so anybody can play anywhere. Yeah. So what he was alluding to when he was talking about his tight end group is like, I mean, you might see Will Mallory in, you know, a uh, spread out wide position because if you, unless you were under a rock, that was, you know, uh, PFF's number one rated rookie during the preseason. Dude was balling. So... I get it. We would like to see five, six names here, but perhaps because we got five, six names on the tight end side, then totally we got 10 people to catch the ball. So the only thing is what happens is if an injury happens, right? Then you're super right. shallow. So, but we'll just see. And he said, we're not done. So I don't know what that means because this was the first 53. Um, but there's a lot of position groups as we get to them that are beefed up. And so they might start shedding, trimming a fat a little bit. And then make roster spots for other guys. But with this four, I, I don't want us to rank rank them rank them as far as like the league goes, because who knows? But are we comfortable with the names we got at receiver, knowing that this is a passing league now? Are we comfortable with these four names? Patrick, you go first. Yeah, I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty comfortable yeah. with them. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. we know we know what Pittman can do. We know, yeah. we, we know, we know. Pierce has got a high ceiling. He just needs that quarterback that can reach that ball out to him. He just needs to catch the damn ball, and then he needs to catch it. Right. <laughs> Let's do that. But he's got a high ceiling. Uh, okay. Absolutely, absolutely, have one hundred percent faith in Downs and McKenzie in that slot. Oh, Downs Downs owes me one too because Anthony put a good pass on him. He dropped that shit. He did. He did. You can see the exasperation in his face, so he was not happy about it. also threw 90 mile an hour, too, at a five foot eleven dude. Hey, hey, like they tell you when you're a kid, hit your hands, you're supposed to do what? Catch it. All right. That's all I heard. Yes, sir. But you're you're alignment, so all you do is bite down on your mouthpiece and try to tackle people. So it's a whole different thing. (laughs) (laughs) Those are for the skillless big dodos. Y'all are the big skillless dodos. Go out there and hit people. Excuse you. Okay, go. I go. I go get them. (laughs) 
Get the ball. Get the ball. Head butt people with, with no helmet. I'll go get him, coach. I'll go you, get know, him. you know what? USOB, at least I was tall enough to play football. He <laughs> <laughs> said I wasn't tall enough. <laughs> you know what? I resent that. Look at Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn is smaller than me. Smaller? What the yeah, hell is smaller? Smaller. You said smaller. Smaller, smaller, whatever. Look, man. <laughs> I haven't eaten dinner tonight. <laughs> Get off me, bro. Leave me alone. All right. Anyway, wide receivers were good. We're happy. Casa, you like the receivers? It's gonna work. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say comfortable, but I'm content. <laughs> he content. So you want to see someone add it? Uh yes, I, like to, I like to see like okay. So I don't want to see a big Veteran name come in and be like the savior of this receiving core, but I would like to see a veteran. I like to see a veteran come in and like really coach these guys up a little bit. Well, I know Robbie Pittman's, Anderson, I, Robbie Anderson I got cut or waived or whatever, maybe. Yeah, so Jaylen I mean, Rager. I just like, I just that's what I want to see. I don't want to see like a saving grace wide receiver by no means. We got the talent. I just need, I like to see a veteran presence in there just to be like, you know, basically like Reggie Wayne and T.Y. Hilton back in the day, you know, something like that. I don't even know if there's that even available, honestly. Now that I think about it, I right? don't think I don't think so. But that's just it's just my opinion. Well, like, what's so. what I mean, like saving grace. I'm just saying, like th- that notable of a guy. I don't think that that type of person's hanging out right now. Is what I, is what I was getting at. I could be wrong, but I, I don't think that there's a guy like that that's that's out there right now. That'd be like, oh shit, like like let's say for instance, Hopkins was still available, right? Like. You like, oh shit, that's a that's a saving grace guy, but Robbie Anderson wouldn't save anybody. No. No, we Jake. definitely need we need to get get some depth back there, you know, some rotational Fair. pieces that, that can produce, you know, Absolutely. but it's not gonna be the ones that you know are just gonna steal the show by no means. I agree. I absolutely agree. Okay. Cool beans. All right, so let's move to the next group. <laughs> and this group, oh my god, this is the group of groups, yes. right? This is the, the small most, army. This the small. This has been the talk since honestly, like mini camp. Like how many how many tight ends were we going to carry? And we ah, shit, we chopped off a lot of them. <laughs> but this he, is he, two of them. He he cut fifty two tight ends. I mean, elite minimum. Like sheesh. Yeah. But this is what's left: Mo Alley Cox, Kylan Granson, Jelani Woods, IR at least for the first four weeks. Will Mallory and Drew Ogletree and everybody, and to include Chris Ballard, is ecstatic about Drew Ogletree being back because last year, you know, he got hurt, couldn't play. Man, Acosta was real high on him at training camp last year before he got hurt. Facts. And so they are, I mean, I think honestly, this is a formidable group. Now you look at this, and of course, you don't see a Kelsey, you don't see a Kittle, you know, you don't see names like that that are like the upper Darren Waller. You don't see the, Oh my God! This is a freaking twelve hundred yard guy with twelve touchdowns. But when you look at the collective, like they're a matchup nightmares. Yeah, I because monsters. not just because they're big though. They're night. They're they're a matchup nightmare in my opinion because they're all so different. Now size is pretty much. I mean, other than what Kylan is probably the shortest, six two and some change, six three. But everybody else is. Yeah, six, he's right four. at six foot. He's. I think he's right Kylan. at six foot five eleven. Yeah, he's be small, bro. Damn tight end is six foot. Come on, man. He's yeah, the smallest on, of, right the, of the group. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I don't know. All right, I'm going to Omaha you for that because you, you're always right. Omaha! 
not, but uh, he's going to actually he's gonna solidify. My bad. You're, you're right. Colin Granson, 6'3", 242. I'm also Clyde. Then there's that. But anywho, we'll stick on Clyde, 4 foot 11. <laughs> Sorry, when you're wrong, you just take jazz with people when you're wrong. That's fine, huh? You know, live that way. But anyway, no, what I'm getting at though, this is shorter than that, but he's just so so small, I guess. He looks short, but yeah, that's just me. But I mean, they're 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 completely different matchups, and then for teams that honestly like to play like we play with a nickel, that's a nightmare day. Can you imagine going Mm -hmm. from Chasing Kylan Granson to chasing Will Mallory to oh shit, Jelani Woods is back. He steps on the field at almost six seven. Drew Ogletree is a freaking house. He's six four and some change and just a monster. I'm like, bro, I'm tired as hell. Can you imagine Kenny Moore running around with all these dudes? Like, that's what we, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you want to get Ogletree truck that defender? Yeah. You want to get short yardage? You want to move the sticks? And maybe the running game ain't really hitting and they keying in on Richland? Man, just pick him, just pop. Pop passes to their tight ends and, and watch what happens. You know what I mean? So I think right now this is probably our strongest group without having a pro bowler in the group. You know what I'm saying? My thoughts. Okay. O-line. There's 45 of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, we're coming into we're coming into the season with nine guys. Of course, we know the starters, Bernard, Quinton, Ryan, and I'm not sold on Will Fries, but Will Fries, Braden Smith. The unfortunate oh, thing. Oh, just yeah. a fun little fact real quick. What? Since Pinter got hurt, Will Fries is now our backup center. Yeah, I figured that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I figured that. Because it's usually a guard, and it wouldn't be Ryan Kelly. So they would probably mm-hmm. move him over. Let's say Ryan Kelly went out. They'd probably move actually, no, I think that. Actually, I'm sorry. I think that back. Wesley French is our backup center. Oh, well, never mind. Then. That changes. That, that, well, that keeps the structure of the line. Then. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Because I would say that that Carter Odell dude would probably come in for guard, but never mind. That keeps yeah. the integrity of the line. But so uh, the starters: Raymond Nelson, Kelly Fries, Smith. Like I said, I'm not really sold on Fries. Then B- Blake Freeland. We already know he got potential. Carter Odell O'Donnell. We kind of just met him this year. Arlington Hambright. He's kind of been around for a little bit, and then Wesley French. Mm-hmm. So depth is depth, um, and I, apparently, you know, we're not going to go spend the big money on Dalton Reisner and nobody like that, so we'll just see. But our starting five, the core, with the exception of Fries, how do y'all feel about that? And I'm going to say exception because that's just me. I'm not sold on him. Man, I miss Mark Lewinsky. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Go what, ahead, are you, what are your thoughts? Uh, this, is your area, this is your area of the game. It is. Where you love it. The thing is, they've got the talent, they've got the skill set, they've got the size, they've got the muscles. They just got to put it all together. And last year they didn't. They, so they yeah, they wasn't they wasn't working as a unit, they wasn't working as a team. Um it was bad. It was bad last year. I hated seeing my O line like that. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, you know, this Tony Soprano has really put a fire under these guys. Say Tony Soprano. Soprano. I said Soprano, you ass bag. It's with an, it's with an O and not an A. He's definitely not the one from HBO. But anyway, continue. We all know he's not, okay? <laughs> A cannoli. Capiche? Fagazi. Hi. You sons of bitches. 
But no, here's the thing, though, Pat. This is this is real talk. You're right. They have all those things. But the key is how do they adjust? Now, let's be for real here. Because sometimes we don't consider this. How the hell do they adjust to dealing with a quarterback like Anthony Richardson? And they've been used to blocking for freaking immobile statues for the most part. I mean, Carson Wentz, I, he moved around a little bit, but nothing like this. Even Andrew Luck, by the time that Andrew Luck had inherited this line, he wasn't the athlete with his feet that he was 2012. You see what I'm saying? <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, every now and then, the, you know, the quarterback was still in some yards. But this guy, you know, adjusting to the RPO, like having to be more up tempo because you see how fast we were going. Like when we got the ball going in Philly, like dude, they were, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like, is that going to be an adjustment? You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, these boys got to come in. You said they big and they got the muscles. They might need to get a little bit more in shape and get lean. They can't be out there. <laughs> Maybe that's why Quentin Nelson had back to back penalties because <laughs> wow, he was he was downfield on one of them. Yeah, because he was trying to like he get you got to start faster with an RPO quarterback. Got to start faster, bro. Like everything has got to be you know a little bit quicker. So I mean, we've seen how fast Clinton can run. He's kept he kept up with JT for a minute. So yeah, well that's true. But he's also had you know back problems and whatever else he hurt. I mean, what do you expect when you're six six, three hundred fifty pounds? Facts. Okay. All right, we'll just, we'll just see. It's a good test against Jacksonville. That's a young defense. Um, they got some talent. So we'll see. That's all we can do is wait and see. All right, cool. Now we move to your side of the ball. I got him, coach. I get him, coach. Defensive line with all your favorite players on the team. So mm-hmm. this is what we listed. We're carrying 10 of these boys. Jesus crisis. <laughs> you want to talk about heat them up? They got 10 boys. on. I mean, and we used, we used to bringing in like eight. So yeah. we're plus two in right now. All right. So we got Quitty. We got Defoe, Grover, Sampson, Dale, Taekwon, your boy. I'm going to just call him Double A because I don't want to destroy his name right now. Addy Tomwell. Addy Tomwell. Yeah, that. Taven Bryan, Mick Telvin Asium. I don't know who this guy is. And Adjim. Eric Johnson, the second. And then we even picked up the other guy. I think his name is Leland. We picked him up mm-hmm. today, but he's going yeah. to the practice squad. So, how do we feel about this group? Have 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 we liked Samson in camp? Is that a direct replacement for Ngakwe? I think so. I think it's a better replacement. Whoa! The way you gave the way Are you, you gave serious? Ngakwe, yeah, the love that uh, you gave uh, him. And, 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 I gotta, I gotta and, hear and, this. Dude. And and I still I still love Ngakwe, but he was not a run stopper. He was a he was a quarterback chaser. There's a difference when you can do both, and and Bal- uh, Samson can do it. And you notice how I switched back to his first name real quick because I can say his first name better. Yeah, Please Nick. take note of that. Yeah, <laughs> Nick. yeah I did Samson. not pick on that. You, okay, got it. Uh, All right. But anyways, yeah, he can, he can definitely get to the quarterback, but he can also stop that run, and, and that's that's a big plus. And the cover three, I'm not. I'm trying not to be funny here. It's not a run stopping defense <laughs> like the way we play it with a small nickel. So this is gonna be interesting. So that front seven, front six, and some change, I'd say, because really sometimes that other linebacker is Kenny, in a way. But that front six and some change, they're gonna have to be active. But I'll let you speak. This is your favorite part. 
of the team. I'm done. No, no, I'm talking about uh, Acosta. This is his favorite part. This is where he used to play. He reminds us all the time that he was a defensive man. You know he was really just on the bench, right? I don't know what he was, but hey, <laughs> Boy, I swear he, to God. he could he could have said I I was a quarterback through high school and I did this and I did that, but we know where he was at. Oh my God! Yeah, I was putting big people like you on their ass. Is what I was doing. And here they go. You was touching right, whose ass? Reel it in, folks. Here you go. <laughs> Do you like what you see? All ten or nay? Yes. Excellent. Now, now, now to say Samson <laughs> is better than. Now to say Samson is better than Nagakwe, yeah, okay. Mm. But I this defensive line, the front seven, is quicker than I've ever seen it. Okay. They you get off the ball fast. really quick. I'll give you that. And of, of course, you know, of course, and you know, I also played outside linebacker, which we're not really worried about. We'll it's get into it in a second. You. It's not about you. <laughs> well, no kidding. I'm just saying, like, we don't have to worry about that position, is what I was gonna say. Hey, you know what? He's a grown man. If he wants to go down memory lane, let him go. Okay. I do right. I do live that life too much. And with that, we'll move to linebackers. We're getting there, boys. And we're almost there. All right. Linebackers, of course. Shaq, Zaire, EJ, Grant, Cameron, and I was actually surprised by Luby. Luby was mm-hmm. decent. He kind of needs to work on his coverage, but I think because he'll be like Grant was a lot last year, running up and down the field and doing a lot of special team stuff, you know, he'll have to kind of watch and get better through practice or whatever. But I, I mean, Shaq, Zaire, EJ, that's formidable. Now, I think I might have liked Shaq, Zaire, Bobby a little bit more because Bobby oh, sure. is just a freak of nature. But I mean, EJ has grown on me because when we first got EJ and I, and I thought about, how people looked at him, I was like, bro, I don't see it. But EJ's been around for a while now. And this is like year four or something. Like, I don't know. But early on, I was like, eh, I don't know about this guy. But I see it now. I'll give honestly, him his due. I'll see it. Honestly, if they do, if they ever do, like if they switch up a scheme and do a three linebacker set, I don't want to see speed. I want to see Grant. Pat, you care to, you care to mention what you called him with Adam Rank? What'd you call Grant? Fluffy? Fluffy what? Fluffy. Fluffy butt. No, you did not. Hey, that's what. Weirdo. That's what my wife calls him. That's That's what what my wife calls him. That's what HR calls him, so that's what I call him. Yeah, that's right. If HR can say it, I know I'm not getting in trouble. If Grant ever comes on here, I'm sorry for him to the left. All right. We got two more positions. You know what man Acosta missed on on that D-line? How much faster Dio has gotten? I just said it's quicker. You were talking ah, about ah, where do you be, Pat? But I want to sing, <laughs> like, I want I wanted oh to single God. him out. Oh and I'm te- I'm telling you, mark my words now, he's gonna have a huge year. All right, awesome. Remember, remember last I meant, week? I meant I meant to bring that up. Breaking all because, news. All because, sorry. <laughs> all because you're friends with his mom on Twitter, doesn't mean you gotta kiss any butt. Okay. Oh, I'm kissing. I'm kissing it all. What the oh hell? All right, here we go. <laughs> you can't stop me, baby. We're getting out of here. Okay, so cornerbacks: Kenny Moore, Daryl Baker Jr., Dallas Flowers, Julius Brents, Jalen Jones, and Tony Brown. Now, I will say this: I am not what Chris Ballard is, but Chris Ballard is a person that scouts and puts the team together. I am not a fan of Tony Brown. I'm just not. And I get it. He said he works his tails off. He competes. I really wanted to see Rush here. 
but he's not here. We got Tony Brown. And I'm just not sold on Tony Brown. I haven't been ever since he's been on a team. That's just me. Anywho, but how do y'all feel about that? Young, but talented and potential. Yeah, so I think it's definitely going to be Daryl Baker and Dallas Flowers that start on the edge. Kenny Moe is definitely nickel. Still the nickel, for sure. Yeah, and then we'll see how it plays out. Okay. And last but not least, another fun group, Julian Blackman, Rodney Thomas, Nick Cross, and then your boy, Acosta, you mentioned him a lot last year, Trevor Denbo. I didn't mention him. Yeah, you did last season. That was not me. Okay, whatever. One of you big bastards mentioned him. It wasn't me. I'm gonna say it was Patrick. Patrick, was it you? I would say it was Carvey. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think it was me. We can go back and look at the tape. Who am okay. I? I'm Clyde. I'm never when, wrong. When you do that, uh, let me know. Let me know. Yeah, okay. It's right. not about you, Clyde. It's not about you. In this case, it is uh, about. Oh, me. It, it's always about Clyde. Have you not figured that out yet? I mean, yeah, he's going on his. 21st vacation here in a couple weeks. Trips, boys. Trips is part of my lifestyle. Get it right. Don't be a hater. But before we get out of here, how do we feel about the safety group? Strong. And, uh, what? Okay. Athletes, yeah, bro. They, they are. They are. They're, they're just dogs. They're, they're just young. But that's what you they're like. Hungry. That's what I you do, like. I, I do you like were kissing it, Rod, but... You were kissing Roddy Tommy's ass last year. You were kissing Nick Cross's ass. Why would I mean, come be, on, bro. Are you jealous? I don't kiss your ass. Bro, you know what? I'm about to listen. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I didn't do it. Jesus, Pete. <laughs> I, was trying, I was just trying to talk, and he's the a one over here wanting show. to kiss somebody's ass. Just it a is a football, football show. show. It now is. Stop it. Now, y'all are playing too much grab ass in the locker room. Stop. Stop. Whoa. Stop it, both of y'all. Okay. Are we better now? Are we good? Sounds that way. So we like a do <laughs> we like our safety room? Look at this guy. Is he stoned? CBD brought to you by Pat Me. <laughs> do we like our quarterback room? I will be when this camera comes yeah. off. Yes. Our safety room. Do we like our safety room? Yes. Okay. And with that, Sammy, get us out of here. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast and Bill Show on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.